We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The fan base down there. Listen, I grew up there. I love Eagles fans. I love the passion. They've been brutal. I didn't understand some of their criticism this year of Jonathan. I mean, this team, you got to blitz more, they said. They almost set the sack record. Set the sack record. You didn't have to blitz more. And Jonathan Cannon's philosophy was not to blitz more if that's where your strength of your defense is. So I thought he did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. Who is that? Mike Garofolo, NFL Network. Used to be here, obviously, at WIP. Philly guy, he gets it. He gets it. Obviously, not, not enough people do. 215-592-9494. <laughs> Don't sound like he got it. You, Douglas, Joe Gillia with you. New midday show here uh, on WIP. And, and you, I mean, the, the, I do think that he's become a little bit of the scapegoat for all this. right? You think about the reasons the Eagles lost that game. They lost the game because of a hole. They lost the game because of a fumble. They lost the game because of the field. They lost the game because of Jonathan Gannon. I mean, that, that's what the, the last week has been here on WIP is rehashing all these reasons why they lost. And Gannon's the only, like, person we could blame, right? No one's blaming Hurts. No one's blaming Bradbury. Because they didn't like him. It, right. That's, that's what happens when nobody likes you. And that's fine. You don't have to like him. He's a good coach, <laughs> and they'll miss him. That doesn't that that does not that gets in the way of how I feel about you, though. <laughs> I don't care if you're a good coach. Just we don't. I don't like you. You didn't. You didn't do enough to to make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. You have to be a guy that that feels like you're a part of this this thing here that we have. What they call it? Yeah, this thing. You got to be a part of it. If you're not a part of it, then yeah, you will get the, you will get all of that. Yeah, and he's some. he's gotten it all. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I believe the Eagles will miss Jonathan Gannon. Agree, disagree on that. And um, you, it, it's interesting now where the names we're hearing in terms of the next coordinator, right? You, yeah. They could stay in house. Denard Wilson is a candidate, but we also heard a couple other names. Vance Joseph. Who I know <laughs> you have a, a, a relationship, but you know, yeah, Vance. I do. I do know. I know Vance very well. But see, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna say it in a way that I remember Vance like. Like 20, 20 to thirty years. Almost ago. a lifetime ago. Yeah, when he was a corner, and I remember him getting torched. I think we were playing the Miami Dolphins, and he was out there getting torched. This was with the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. He was out there getting torched, and uh, he was spinning like a top. Mm. He was getting cussed out on the sideline a lot. But I'm pretty sure that he's learned a lot since then. It's been about what thirty years. Yeah, he was, he was a head coach you know, for a little yeah, while. He's been a head coach. He had a rough one out there in Denver. Well, but, I mean, I think he, I think that if he comes in with the right mentality and the right mindset, he could, he could be a pretty good defensive coordinator. Now, it's interesting with him. He's talking about pe- uh, a kind of guy people might like. He likes to blitz. It's the opposite of Jonathan Gannon. Now, Sean Desai, the other name that's out there, he, his defenses seem more like Jonathan Gannon's, where they're not going to blitz a lot. But, but Vance Joseph, that guy blitzes. I tell you what, this is the thing that I think, as Eagle fans, that we have to wrap our mind around. Okay, now, Vance Joseph might blitz a lot because of the personnel that he had. He has to come in here and he has to assess 
his team, and you have to give him, if he's the guy, you got to give him a chance to bring in the people, his people. Because he might come in and say, hey, these corners that you have, or, you know, I don't like so-and-so, whoever. I don't want to throw a name out there because, you know, I want bad karma. But he might not like certain guys, and he might want to change the way that certain guys play. So you have to, you know, just give him a chance to come in and implement the style of defense that he wants to play. Yeah, and that could take time, right? And, and new people, new players. I mean, it, the continuity was such a big thing for this team last year, and they will not have it this year. No matter, no matter what you feel about again, they won't have continuity on the coaching staff. Jeff is in Wilmington. Jeff is on the Midday Show. What's up, Jeff? Jeff. Joe, Hugh, what's going on? What up, though? Welcome back to Philly, Hugh. Thanks. Back thanks home, brother. Me. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of – I'm okay with Gannon leaving. I, I'm not like holding the door for him or driving to the airport, but you know, there was some. I'm not the blitz guy either. But here's the thing: in that second half of that Super Bowl, there was an awful lot of space between receivers and defenders. Too often, it seemed. And maybe I'm, maybe I wasn't looking at the whole picture. I guess. But it seemed like the Chiefs made their second-half adjustments offensively, and we didn't counteract because that's kind of what – that's the game, right? You're you know, back and yeah, forth figuring out what the other team's doing. Especially at halftime, adjustments, yes, yes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's – but there were so many other things in that game that went wrong. You know, Jalen fumbled, but then Sayamalo jumped off on the play before that. Which uh, Jeff, I'm glad you brought that up. One. Of all the what-ifs I have from the game – the same that bothers of, me the most. Well, I mean, because think about it. The, the third and one for the Eagles, the most automatic play in the NFL, right? The, the mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, oh, yeah. which is probably what they're doing there. First down, they move the chains. They, they probably score in the drive. And then yeah. that play, I, I've watched it a couple times. That Someone called in last week and mentioned to me that there may have been a, a little a slight face mask on that play that Hurts got kind of touched near the yeah. helmet. I I, it was just weird because it just, it just slipped out of his yeah. hands. Yeah, and there another play similar to that was the third and t- three call before the punt, and it was a pass play. Now, again, I'm no offensive coordinator, but if we've got a power, if we've got to get two or three yards, Jalen can we can usually get one or two yards. So maybe run the ball in that in that scene, in that way, in that scenario, and that way you have a fourth and one. I know it's deep in your own territory, but that's easier to get than fourth and three in that territory. Well, and there's no question. And, and, yeah, I mean, I, Jeff, I was disappointed that, that Sirianni didn't go for that fourth down. I, I, th- I thought in that spot you can't give them an ex- – you know, you can't give the ball back to the Chiefs. You can't give the ball back to Mahomes there. I mean, that's – we're, we're talking about all these yeah. different angles of this game. If they don't give the ball back there, you know, maybe we're not having this yeah. discussion right now about Jonathan Gannon's defense giving up another drive after that. And then you get a crappy punt that's low yep. – the gunners can't get down there. No containment. The guy had six dudes in front of him, and he ran around all of them. And next that, thing that, you know, that was a five that was yard a backbreaker line. right there. It's unbelievable. And it Jeff, was, we, yeah, man, Jeff, we appreciate it. you. That was a six, a sixty-five yard punt return in that spot is a killer. I mean, they just gave the, they gave him a free touchdown. Yeah, I mean it, that game to me. When you hear people say it, it, it boils down to a handful of plays where basically the Kansas City Chiefs capitalized on mistakes. Bottom line. They capitalized on mistakes, and and we all know that when you're playing a good team like that, you're playing a quarterback of that caliber, mm-hmm. you can't make mistakes of that caliber. You can't do it. You can't do it because when you do, he makes you pay. Well, he does, and, and, and really the difference for me in the Super Bowl that we just saw versus five years ago, Hugh, is that five years ago, the defense didn't play well. Tom Brady had 500 yards passing. Like, they didn't play, but they made one play. Brandon Graham made <laughs> Brandon Graham. one Brandon play. Brandon Graham eats for free forever in life. Yes, he does. He's a hero here. because yes. he made. And this year, they couldn't make that play. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it is, man. And it's unfortunate. I know people are mad. 
But that's what it is. There was no defining play that happened in this game for this defense. None. Well, the defining play was the hole. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that. I'm, I'm talking about positive. Po- none. I mean, they couldn't make a play. Like, the entire game, as much as everyone's mad at Gannon, you know, Schwartz didn't coach a good game in the Super Bowl, and they won the game because this guy's made a play for him. Man, it was so many plays where I saw where Hassan Reddick was coming free and he was about to get that sack and the ball's either gone or somebody loses their footing, and it's just like, damn it, man. What'd you make of the field? Because um, that that you know among the complaints last week, you were the field and how slippery it was. I mean, it was no excuses, Joe. You can't. I mean, I hear what well, how he said that. Change your cleats. You got to change your cleats, man. Get some better shoes. I saw guys slipping around and all other stuff. When we were in situations like that, man, you just have to go change your cleats and do the best that you can. Shorten up your your uh, your, your strides or something, but you can't use that as an excuse. You know what? You know what made me sick because I saw a little bit of that parade. Their offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs, they were kind of hot garbage, like seriously. But the fact that they won, they got the big piece of chicken, you can't do nothing about that. They had on those shirts at the parade talking about zero sacks. That that was a face puncher. Like if I was there, like I, you yeah. know, I'd have been mad. I'd have punched one of them cats in the face. Yeah, but that, yeah, that it wouldn't. should have a little asterisk. Zero sacks. Asterisk. I mean, you know, the field yeah, yeah. was. I mean, you know, that, that's just me being. And you got to realize, I'm gonna be a little petty at at times too. So yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, petty's good. I, I don't condone punching people in the face, but that's. I don't think. I think that's frowned upon here at at WIP. It is at yeah. least at WIP. It is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't condone that. I'm just saying, but if somebody did. Well, I mean, once in a while. Totally and, yeah. I, it, for those guys, we, we, maybe we, we would allow it. Warren is at Quinnivai. What's up, Warren? Hey, Q. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Hey, dog. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Warren. How you doing? We spoke um, last year when you were on. On uh, Sunday, I think, on the end of the summer or something, you and Joe had uh, a yeah. show, and you guys were just laughing and laughing and laughing. We did a Sunday show? Not Sunday. It was, it was a week. It was a weeknight. It was, it was like 6 to 7 on like a Thursday or something. You, you came in and hung out. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. And Warren called us. He remembered that. How about yeah, that? Good job. Our first fan, Warren. We appreciate you, you, buddy. Yeah, I remember you. I always remember you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome. Um, I wanted to say uh, we're going to be sorry with uh, Jonathan Gannon gone, so I'm, I'm going to to step on your boat because you, you can't grow a second-year quarterback, a uh, second-year uh, defensive coach like that with the record that he was able to accomplish in, in no time, you know, with a new team. So that's number one. And number two is he doesn't have a backup that could step in uh, now that he's gone. So I see a big problem with uh, lack of continuity. Well, that, and that's a big part of this, Warren. It's not just like, is Gannon a good coach? I think most people would say he's, he's okay. Not, I mean, if you think he's bad, I, I think you're, you're being silly. But the continuity factor, Warren, like they're going to have a new coordinator, and if it's not in-house, it might come with a new scheme. Like They're, they're starting to put the players in this scheme, and now you might have new players, new scheme, and that, that to me spells trouble for next season. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and sure, not, not even the coordinators had a good game in the Super Bowl, but that doesn't mean – that you know you you disregard the record that they they generated during the season just because of the one game because not the players nothing really you know and we were so close within one play you know for everybody to have looked good and Jonathan Gannon to have come out good um in this game and it just was not meant to be so i i think this is you know maybe a reflex reaction just because you know we we can't beat the best teams but that still doesn't mean that you're going to find a good coordinator as good as or equal to Jonathan to step in and fill those shoes. Well, he could be worse. I mean, there's a real chance. No, he, he can't. Well, not coming here. Like, Warren, like, we appreciate it. Boy, listen, if, if he's worse, that's a reflection on Coach Sirianni. I don't think he's willing to do that. 
I think he's going to have to vet the next guy very, very – like he's going to have to do a really good job of vetting that guy. You can't bring in somebody that's going to come in here and, and, and be worse, especially – like you got some big shoes to fill. Whether or not you like Coach Gannon or not, this team had 70 sacks. They had 70 sacks. Right, so the bar's high. Statistically, they were one of the better defense in the league. Yes. You come in here, you have to be just as good as or better than that team. And, and the, here's the thing. You ain't got time to be lollygagging. You ain't got time to come in here talking about, hey, you know, I need a, you know, I need time to get you're gonna the time that you're gonna get, you better you better be on that on the job training situation. You better get this team right while they're playing because there's gonna be some lofty expectations coming into this season, especially if you're talking about giving Jalen Hurst a gripperton. You're talking about giving some money? Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, I ain't even recording. I'm not even up for the job. But you come in here and you're supposed to be an upgrade from the guy we just had. Without question. And, and yes, we've put it to the point now in this city about the way this city feels about Gannon. And then the next person's going to be considered an upgrade the day he walks in the door. <laughs> All day. It's like we, we've said it, Kyle, we've said it so hot now that whoever it is, like, you have to be better than Gannon. Otherwise, you're bad. You know what I love about this city? Because I'm pretty sure, because it happened to me when I got here, he's going to walk through the airport because they're going to know when he gets here. Of course. And the fans are going to let him know, hey, yo, dog. You need, to, you need to be better than the last <laughs> cat. The and they're going to probably say it just like that. If you can't handle that, then you probably don't need to take this job because that's what this fan base is going to do. I'm not sure there's really anything that the guy could do other than blitz on like 90% of the plays for this fan no, base he better, to get behind listen, him. He better, he better get after it. when it when, hey, And they better, be, they better be good. And if you don't get after it, you better have a damn good explanation of why you didn't get after it in certain situations because I think, I think you get a little bit of a grace period if, if you come out and you say, hey, man, you know, whatever whatever you say, you need, this fan base needs an explanation. Because, <laughs> listen, the, since I've been here during the course of the season, I heard more stuff about the defense and what they did not do in one month than I heard in a whole year. Like, this fan base is very savvy when it comes to what they need their defensive coordinator to do, and their offensive coordinator for that matter. I mean, look, when they lost their first game in the middle of November, and the next day, or yeah, the next day on the morning show, there's a discussion about whether he should be fired or not. That happened here in this radio station. No question. Now, here's the, here's the thing. I'm not sure who the next coordinator will be. He probably won't be as awkward as Jonathan Gannon. Listen to some of this. This is Gannon <laughs> with his uh, new guys out in Arizona. So, Hey! What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. <laughs> Shots, explosives, explosives. You can run. You know that kind of reminds me of. You remember uh, Austin Powers when he was like, "Hey," when he's trying to Lasers. connect with his son Scott. Hey, Scott, I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard anyone actually do that he's to another trying to, person. He's trying to connect with his players. I know. Man. Leave that man alone. Well I'm, I'm, well, I'm trying to defend him today, but that is <laughs> that that is bizarre. You're doing a good job of defending him, though. Well, but I think I don't think he fit the city, though. I don't think he fit the city. You're, I think you're. I, I agree with you on that part. Um, that if you if you go find the video of that it was Rondell Moore he was talking to the guy he said it's fast. Ron, Kyle, Ronnell Moore's face in that video is like, what, what is this man doing? What's that? I, I think everybody that he met in that clip is having immediate regrets. Yeah, well, they may, hopefully the Cardinals uh, aren't having immediate regrets, but they might. Drew's in Westchester. <laughs> What's up, Drew? Drew. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, good luck with the show, and I just want to say, I don't even know of another station in the country. This is awesome that we now have, for 12 consecutive hours, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., We've got great teams, and we've got 
guys who played the game between Richie and you and Ike. Look at it's God. Like un- it's like <laughs> unprecedented, man. It's awesome. It is, you're right, and I think you might be right. I don't know if there's another station in America that has that, right? A lot of stations have an ex-player here or there, but it is pretty cool. We have, we have three former teammates here with us now all together on this station. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So, um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to miss Gannon. Um, the reasons why people wanted him fired, even at crazy times, like you just said, after we lost our first game, is because we were worried about what might happen and then what did happen in that second half of Super Bowl 57. Okay, and Joe, yeah, 24 points is 24 points, but you got to stop treating it like it's not two different halves. They gave up seven, and then they gave up 17, which is not okay. That second half was awful. They didn't force any punts. They forced two in the first half, none in the second. And another thing, Joe, yeah, that punt return was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. And People keep saying, well, give the Chiefs the ball on the five. They're going to score every time. Well, guess what? The first two plays, we stuffed them. Okay, it was third and five. If they had defended that play for the second time, we, wouldn't be, we might not be talking right now like we are. So it's, it's not so simple as to say, oh. Well, Drew, we might not. But let's be real. If we give Mahomes the ball on the five, how, how often does he score a touchdown? 95% of the time? 90%? Yeah, yeah but you got to forward to third down. We stopped the first two of them. I understand. But, but, that, but that's the point of how hard it is, right? You could get two stops, and he's still on the five-yard line. It's yeah. hard. And then you look at, to me, when you look at the way that they played in that first half, man, and how they, were, they had the ability to stymie them on key drives and, and make, them go, make them punt the ball, I think that was pretty good. And if you told me going into that game that you would, you would, you would have Patrick Mahomes like uh, sputtering in the first half. I'll take that all day. Mm-hmm. It's just that well, second half. You, you can, you're not going to keep a guy like that locked down for too long. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. But like Greg Olson said, we had to change it up at the end of that game to try to make something different happen. And we still, and Gannon still did it. So, like, we need someone who's going to be willing to adjust at some point when you've got to pull out all the stops. I don't think he did that. Well, he didn't do it enough, certainly in that game. And Drew, we appreciate the phone call. Um, he didn't do it enough in that game. And, and I don't think anyone is, is sitting here saying, Gannon did a good job in the Super Bowl. He didn't. But for the most part, for two years, he did a good job. I, I just hope everyone's right and the Eagles find a better defensive coordinator. Or, or a veteran guy. Because I think if you, you talk about a veteran guy that's been in that situation, maybe people would give him a little bit more grace. Probably. And he's still a young guy, and now he's a head coach. But I, I go back to this, and, that, and you know the story that, that came out this morning for Peter King, that the Eagles tried to give this guy head coach money to stay here. Like, we all trust the Eagles organization. We all, we all think they know what they're doing. We all, we all trust Jeff Lurie, Howie Roseman now. They tried to give Jonathan Gannon head coach money to stay here so he wouldn't leave. And he said, no. He said, I'm out. But, uh, but obviously that means they believe he, he's smart. They, they want him here. They like what he, he brought to the table. Yes. No question about that. They like what he brought to the table, but, but he didn't want to be here no more. He wanted to go to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, you know, I understand the idea of, of getting an opportunity like that. You can't pass it up. Well, head coaching job. Head coaching job. Go, 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 coach Kyler Murray and lose with Kyler Murray? I might have stayed here I mean, for head coaching money. But, but you know what? I will say this about most head coaches. That that from from the ones that I know, they feel like they can fix every everybody, yeah. every quarterback. Every quarterback, it's they the way feel they're like wired. they can fix them. It's the way they're wired. Yeah, yeah they think there's – I can, I can fix him. I'll make him better. I think every coach feels that. Yeah, I can every, fix every last one. And then they get fired in a few years. Jerry is up on WIP. What's up, Jerry? Gentlemen, big hero. What's up, baby? What's going on? What's going on, man? <laughs> What's up, Joe? What's up, Jerry? How are you, buddy? 
Oh, that's, I'm good. I'm so glad you're back in town, Hill. You know, I'm down, I'm down here on Stomping Grounds down here near Atlanta rolling around. But uh, I come down here a lot, and uh, I'm so glad you're back in Philly. But thank you. Are so, you going to go get some chicken wings from Magic City? I heard they got the best wings in the city. I, you know, it's hard for me to kind of roll in with my big rig in some of these places because there's not a lot of parking. You yeah, know? they ain't no parking at Magic City. <laughs> <laughs> not for the big rig. Joe. What's up, Jerry? What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I'm so glad that you're on the middays now. You got it. You got a good gig. You guys are going to be awesome, dude. I can tell you that. And the Phillies. I want to talk Phillies real quick, though. I'm so glad the Phillies. I can't wait till they start the season because, man, I think they're going to vie for that NL East this year. I'm telling you. Well, we're excited. I mean, look, Jerry, we're excited. We're going to do a lot of a lot of Phillies coming up. We're going to, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, this this team's loaded. They should be very good this. Don't season. we get a chance to go to spring training? We do. Yeah, is that is that? I can throw nice. that out there. right? I think you, you can throw it out. Yeah, out we'll we'll, we'll be there. Nice. We'll be down there, Jerry, at some point. Good. And I think that I think you know I like yeah I I never like much on the knowing who the coordinators are and all that stuff. But then when the team starts doing good and the way they played this year and man. There had to be something to his philosophy and in his teaching, you know, for him to, uh, for them to do what they did, even though they had a lot of talent. But man, I I, I think they're going to miss him some. I just don't know how much, but I think they're going to miss him. Yeah, I just think so. So much of what they did this past year, Jerry, we appreciate and enjoy uh, enjoy Magic City if you end up there. Uh, I just think so much of what they did was the continuity they had. They brought the whole coaching staff back here. They brought the whole. You know, the offensive coaching staff, obviously that's different now. They brought the whole defensive coaching staff. That's, I mean, that feels like a lot to replace in one offseason. It is. And the players will change, too. But I think the best thing you could do for yourself is bring somebody in that's as close to the philosophy that you want to implement as possible. That's the only way that I can see this thing being successful. Now, whoever you bring in, they're going to want to put their stamp on this defense and do things a little bit different. But I think it's a little bit easier if you come in with some of the similar terminology. And, and like I said, most coaches nowadays, most defensive coordinators, they run a hybrid 3-4, uh, 4-3 defense anyway. So it shouldn't be that hard. You want to come in and get a guy – you want a guy that's going to come in and, and maximize as much as he possibly can the talent that you already have and maybe even enhance some, some ability of some players that you already have on the squad. Well, that would be, that'd be the ideal, no question. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard – Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio with you. New Midday Show here on WIP. On the other side, we'll continue the conversation with Gannon. I think they're going to miss him. Not everyone seems to uh, to agree with that sentiment, but I do think they're going to miss Jonathan Gannon as he is officially the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Also, we'll get into the NBA All-Star Weekend. A Sixer won the slam dunk contest. I don't think anyone in the city knew who he was till Saturday night. And Joel Embiid. I have a major problem with the All-Star game and Joel Embiid's um, Joel Embiid being there and playing in this game. We'll explain next. It, it blew me away last night watching it. We'll discuss it. 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Are you looking for tickets for games at concerts at the Wells Fargo Center or for baseball games coming up at the bank? Do like I do and use the Game Time app for tickets to every event on the planet. Sports, music, shows. You get great tickets, amazing prices, even on last-minute tickets, and you can see exactly where your seats are in every venue. It's quick and easy. Just download the Game Time app, enter your email, and use the promo code WIP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. That's promo code WIP. Game Time. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And he's putting on the handle. CJ going to shake him up. Good job, man. It's oh, over. my goodness. It's over. <laughs> it was a wrap. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 uh, WIP. You, Douglas, Joe Giglio with you. 215-592-9494. So, the NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend, you, and if you told me three weeks ago, a month ago, a sixer would win the slam dunk contest, I'd be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Who's going to win the slam dunk contest? A sixer won. And I would argue 99.9% of our audience right now has never, never saw him before Saturday night. None. You know what's funny? My producer in Atlanta knew exactly who he was, Abe Gordon. Yeah, he was following we were him. Doing, he was, we were doing like odds for who's going to win the slam dunk contest. I forgot who I said. I just kind of threw a name out there because it was really nobody that I wanted to follow. And, and he threw out Mac McClung. And he threw out the fact that Mac was a phenom in high school with doing all these crazy dunks and everything like that. So Abe Gordon, got to give a shout out to my producer in Atlanta. He called Abe it. Gordon, he called it. He called it. And he is... Abe is one of those guys that think he knows everything, so he is really down there. Like he's a, he's pumping his chest right now. Oh, like he's the guy. He yeah, knew he, Mac that, he that dude. He's that dude. Yeah, he's definitely that dude. He's definitely that dude. Well, it was cool to watch him. He, I mean, he's only played in two NBA games. hasn't played for the Sixers yet, and now he's the slam dunk contest champ. It was cool to see Saturday night. But last night, um, Hugh, I, I was actually not happy. So I'm watching the All Star game. They do the draft, and I'm like, all right, I, I'll watch it. And the game itself always is silly, and it's just basically them going back and down the you know the court for just two hours. Of, yeah, a bunch of no defense, no defense play whatsoever. But what, what I what bothered me last night has nothing to do with the game on the court. It's who was on the court. It, I was totally frustrated watching Joel Embiid play last night. Joel Embiid played 28 minutes in the All Star game. Hugh. He has had, he's been questionable for 12 consecutive games with a foot injury. And, and listen to this. Joel Embiid, this was uh, just a couple days ago, about his, his thoughts on whether or not he should play in the All-Star game. This was, this was Joel Embiid talking about why he probably shouldn't play in the All-Star game just last week. I'm not sure. I'm not healthy. So, uh, you know, I haven't been healthy uh, for the past three weeks or month. I was just trying to get to the all-star break, um, you know, without missing games and stuff. But, you know, I feel like I've reached a point where, yeah, I really need to follow the doctor advice and, you know, miss, you know. Um, you know, back then he said uh, I sh- should have been sitting for two weeks. So that was four days before last night. That was the 15th after the Cavs game. He-, he said it there. He's not healthy. He has been questionable with a foot injury for 12 consecutive games. 
It bothers me that he played in that game last night. There's no reason for Joel Embiid to play in the All-Star game. Like, the whole point of this season, and every season, for the Sixers and for Joel Embiid is to compete for a championship. Hugh, there's no reason to play in that game last night. Not only play, like, all right, he wants to show up, he wants to be an All-Star, get drafted, wave to everybody, but don't play or play five minutes. Like, just kind of wave to He played 28 minutes last night. It's ridiculous. I understand. I, I can hear the passion in your voice and how upset you are, but I tell you, if it was me, I can't play basketball, but I would have played too for Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet was there. Did you see Janelle Monet? You think that's why he was there? She, she fine as frog here. There, she's a she's a beautiful girl. Like he was there because number one, you're playing with your friends. Yeah, you're, you're playing basketball with your friends, and all the women. Did you see the women that were out there at the NBA All Star well, game? Well, they, they 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 love to be at that game. Hey, I tell you what, I uh, I called a couple of my friends out there. I even I even had my man Big Tigger. Was out there, and I said, "Slide Janelle Monae my phone number. Tell her to call me." Do you, did she do it? I don't it yet? think he did it. I don't yeah. think he did it. He kind of he kind of laughed. Do at you me think when she'll call it. if she has no, the number? She definitely ain't gonna call. Yeah. But you know, you got to shoot the J. I am a prolific J shooter, even though I ain't never played basketball. I'm gonna shoot that J now. But that's why you play. You play because you're playing with your friends, and you're playing for potentially. You know, you you're trying to you know highlight somebody. Maybe maybe that was what it was. You know, you talk about the fact that you're out there, man. That That is a star-studded event. They put on a great show. You know, when you talk about all the celebrities that they bring out there and everything, they had Albert Pujols playing in the in the celebrity game. He was horrible, by the way. Oh, that doesn't surprise he, me. He was horrible, by the way. He's not even an athlete anymore. No, no, he's Don't. chilling. He looked like he was about to give birth in a couple months. <laughs> he looked like that during yeah, his final yeah, season. Yeah, he did. He looked like he was about to give birth. <laughs> but that's why you play the game like that, man. Yeah. You play because you get an opportunity. It's an honor. The way that they did the draft, the draft took like a half an hour. The way that they did that, it's like you get picked by your boys. You don't get picked last. You got to go out there and play. You got you to go out there and do something. Yeah, I, find, I found it selfish, actually, for, you know, for the city of Philadelphia and, and for the Sixers here. I found it selfish that he played in that game. It, there's no reason. Like, I understand what you're saying, you, and it's like a status thing, and he wants to be part of it, and, and he's a star, and he's an all-star, and he's an MVP candidate. But it, it bothered me that he played. I wonder, I'm curious if anyone else feels that way. 215-592-9494. Kyle, what are you feeling on that? Because I, you know, I, I saw the reports he was going to go after that quote. We, you know, that that line we played from him. He said it last week. Yeah. It wasn't like we heard or there was a report he's still hurt. No, he said I'm injured. I'm hurting. He still went out there. I was like, all right, maybe he's going to go out there and wait to everybody. He played 28 minutes. I thought it was completely selfish. Yeah, I, I, I said this to you last night. He's still got some growing up to do. His priorities are still entirely out of whack. The guy cares way too much about individual accolades, like the MVP. We saw how emotional he got last season in the game following uh, the decision to not give him the MVP, and he was terrible. I think he lets his emotions and ego get the best of him a lot, and this is another example of it. And He's putting his body in jeopardy, and... Let's be honest, the Sixers' chances to win a title in jeopardy just with the decision to uh, go out there on a sore foot. Yeah, and I understand it's an all-star game, right? He's not, it's not full effort, but it's a foot injury. He's got a, he's on the, they got up and down. He running up and down the court. 28 minutes. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he's jumping, doing dunks, landing hard on the foot. Like, it's just not smart. He ain't yeah. that hurt. I mean, but, but now this is the thing. What are you going to do this week coming back? Like, we, you, you kind of got to go because you can't sit there – and say, hey, my foot still hurt because somebody's going to call you to the carpet. Somebody's yeah. going to say something they, to you about that. Yeah, I don't want to hear Thursday, it. So I, I don't he, want to hear it. If he's questionable for that game, if he's if he's game time decision, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, what what are we doing here? Is this about the regular season? Is it about the – what is it about, Joel? It, it bothered me that he played 28 minutes last night. Patrick is up on WIP. Hey, Patrick. Hey, guys. How's it going? You sound great already. Thank you. Thank you very much. What's up, Patrick? What are you feeling? All right. With Jonathan Gannon, I'll, I'll – I'll take my chances, right? Uh, 
you know, I think, Joe, in a way, you're going to be right for the wrong reasons next year, right? They have a harder schedule. They're losing some talent. The experience level's down on defense. Yeah, it's going to be hard. You know, statistically, we're not going to match this year. I mean, it would be very, very uh, significant accomplishment to really do what we did this year defensively. Almost impossible, Patrick, I would say. Right? Yeah. They, they had leads in those games. They got those sacks. Yeah. I wouldn't and, say it's impossible, fellas. Ooh, I wouldn't say 70 it's impossible. 70 sacks? Okay, that might, be, <laughs> that might be a lofty expectation. But I'm saying as far as getting back to where you were, listen, you get the right defensive players and you put them in the right scheme, man. You could be potentially better than the team that you had this year. Now, statistically, you might not have the same number of sacks. But if you get back to the Super Bowl, does it matter? If it does it matter? Because no, I can doesn't. look at because I, I can I can say this and, and and we can we can argue about this. Do you think that this defense this year was better than the defense that won the Super Bowl? Yeah, I do. I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> I mean, so you don't like it, you you just have to have you just got to get in the dance, man. Get in the dance, and you got to play well. And there. you got to play well. Yeah. You got in your quarterback. He took a tremendous leap from one year to the next. Who's to say? I mean. If you if you're a betting man, you're gonna you could I would I would venture to say that he's gonna be better next year than he was this year. Why well, I, I think that fits him right. Yeah, it, yeah that, it, that's it, his that's yeah. his mantra. It that's is. that's who Jalen Hurst is. That that's what drives him. This game for him, like he said, is a learning experience. Mm. This is not a failure for him. So he's gonna come back better. He's probably gonna be a lot more healthier than he was because we you know we talk about how he's been hurt the last, the first well, two it's years. True. It's true. Like you like these are things that drive him. So I think that this team has the potential to go back and, and make it to the Super Bowl. So, Patrick, you don't think they're going to miss him? No. No, I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, Dak twice, Brady twice, Mahomes twice, Carr, Herbert, Rogers, Goff. You got to stop a guy once in a while. I get it's hard to stop quarterbacks, especially really good ones. But you got to do it once in a while. <laughs> they did. And he never did. They did. Never they just did didn't do it in the key moments that we needed them to do. Well, that's it. And the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Patrick, we, we appreciate the phone call and we Damn get it. it. Man. Yeah, I, I do think, and, and Kyle brought it up when we started the show today, you know, the numbers against the best quarterbacks. They're yeah. bad. Now, but I, I do think a lot of that is weighted towards last year. The, the first five or six games of his first season, that's when they played Mahomes the first time. They played Brady. They played Carr, who was better last year than he was this year. They played Dak. For the most part, this year, not many quarterbacks lit them up. I mean, nah. Goff had a pretty good game, but that was a lot of garbage time at the end. Dak had a really good game on Christmas Eve. That's that sticks in people's craw. And then there was the Super Bowl. Like, how many games do they get lit up? Three, two, yeah, two that, or three? Like, listen, that's a good day yes. when you talk about the NFL. It's hard. Like, listen, folks, it's hard to win games. I know we're pissed, we're disappointed, but man, I'm not as down on this team or this defense. As other people are. I mean, I get it. You know, blitzing was a thing and all this other stuff. But I, I think that there's potential there. Jordan Davis is going to be in another year in this defense. And they're going to need him. They're going to need him big time. You're going to get some more pieces. I think this I think this team is in a good spot as far as being in position to get back to the big Yeah, game. well, the, the offense, it feels like it's plug and play. Like, yeah. you know, we'll see who the I, – I would guess Brian Johnson's going to be the guy. But it, it feels to me like plug and play. They're going to score a lot of points. The defense – and this is part of the reasoning why I think they're going to miss Gannon. You is, is they have they're going to have so many new pieces here, which you said it. It could be a good thing, right? I mean, it could be like hey, they, stick them, let them play sick them defense. If you get the right guys, man, like I, and this is because I play defense. I just feel like that trench play. It's easier to adapt your game to the NFL game when you're just asked to go out there and get after the quarterback. This is a passing league. 
There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Teams want to throw the football. So you go out there and you get some fire breathers. You get some fire breathers up front to get after the quarterback. You're right back in business. Might maybe get some 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 guys in the secondary, get another corner or maybe two. You know, I'm not at least and, one. At least one. <laughs> at least one. And and you're right back in it, man. So it's 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 one of those things where I feel like it's not as doom and gloom as most people feel because Coach Gannon is leaving. So let me ask you this, and maybe you've experienced this. Have you? Were you ever on a defense that lost three, four, five pieces in one offseason? Because that, that, to me, is part of my reasoning I'm, I'm worried is new coach and half the defense could leave through free agency. It feels like, like will that take them a while to figure out each other? No, you never, never on a defense where that many pieces left. There was more like you know piece here and piece there, yeah. and you were able to keep it going. To have that many pieces, I think I think it's a, it, it could potentially be a good thing because you got the new D coordinator coming in and you had the new pieces so they could kind of learn as they go. Mm. Like he's going to still have to come in and, and, and learn the guys he has and, and go back and watch a ton of film and try to get up to speed with what they like to do in their strengths and their weaknesses. But to have a few key guys in there, I think that it, it would be easier to make that transition. And i tell you what, man, having a sign Reddick, Coming off the corner? Helps. Man, listen. Listen here. <laughs> listen here. That guy right there, having him coming off the corner, that that makes my job that much easier. Well, the last three years, he's been one of the premier pass rushers in the league. People, man, just, start, people just started noticing this yeah, past man, year. Yeah, man, listen. Like that, that especially in the, in the way that this league is now, and you need guys that can come off the corner, because you got the big dog in the middle. You got Jordan Davis. I loved watching him play at Georgia, man. And, and his you still believe ethic. in him because it was a weird year. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I heard a lot of people were like, uh, he was bad on it. They were a little down on him. Yeah, first year in the league. I think he's going to get better. Well, I thought he played well, and then he hurt his ankle, and then he was out for four or five weeks, and it wasn't the same when he came back. But I feel like with a guy that big, that's got to be a really difficult thing to come back and play the same. Yeah, and then it's it's one of those things where you know I, the one thing that I remember about Jordan was he had a terrible game the first time that they played Alabama. Because, you know, we were talking about it and how he really, you know, he needed to – they were killing him sideline to sideline. They left him out there. He was tired. He came back that next game when they played him in the championship game, and he was a beast. I mean, he his work ethic is right where you want it to be as, as far as that position is concerned. I think he's going to be fine. Well, I, I I hope you're right, and I think you probably are because I, I was a big believer in him when he came out. Let's go to Dominic and Cherry Hill here. What's up, Dominic? Oh, guys. How's it going? You guys sound great. Fired up for this show, man. Like, I understand it's the all-star game. I get it. Like, but I don't get it at, to, from the standpoint of a Sixers fan. Like, all I can think about is one of the worst moments was was him losing in Toronto and crying in front of everybody and all this other stuff. And I get it meant a lot to him. But, like, dude, if you cared that much, a decision like last night not playing is one that needs to be made. It's one of the biggest Biggest reasons why we will be successful in the playoffs this year and get past the second round is his health. That is number one, and he knows that. And the fact that he went out and went hard in a game that almost had 400-something points altogether, it's just mind-boggling to me, and I'm super frustrated. Yeah, I thought it was super selfish. Dominic, it's selfish. Like, there's, there's nothing that benefits you or me or anyone in Philadelphia or any of his teammates in Philadelphia by playing in that game last night. Like, what? Did anyone gain except he got to score whatever thirty-two points in an All-Star game? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. And the fact is, this season is massive for the, for this. Like, in my opinion, the whole process thing and all that. Like, this season is it, man. 
if we don't get past the second round, like, I'm tuned out, dude. I'm done. Like, I, I love the Sixers. I'm still upset about the Raptors. I'm still upset about the Hawks last year. Like, I watch a lot of games. He's playing great. But, dude, like, there's a time that we need to make a stand, and, like, you need to do something. Like, get past the second round. Like, you're, I don't care about your MVP. I don't care about you making the All-Star game scoring 20-something points. Like, dude, we need to get past the second round, and this fan base and Philadelphia, this city, they need that, and that's what he should be thinking about instead of the All-Star game. Well, I think you're right, Tom, and I appreciate it. I mean, you know, the, um, the ante's been raised on the Sixers because of what the Phillies did and what the Eagles did. Yeah. Like, now yeah, it's no like, all right. question about that. But, you, you know, Joe, the thing that I, that I realize or see, sorry about that, but when, when uh, bas- with basketball players, they do not – it seems like they don't, they don't have the finger on the pulse of anything. They're, they're, they're more individuals, and, and mm-hmm. basketball is more of an individual sport. They don't care what you think about them. They don't care how you perceive them because to me, if if I'm telling people that I my 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 foot is hurt and I know we got this stretch coming up after the break where we after the All Star break where we're trying to make a playoff run, I'm not playing. But they don't they don't have that 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 um they can't read the room when it comes to stuff like that. Well, they don't care. What bothers me is is like don't say anything if you're if you know if you want to play in the game and you're a little banged up, don't, don't tell us. Like, yeah, just play. Just play. Like, they have the Grizzlies on Thursday. It's a big game. They have the Celtics on Saturday. It's a gigantic game. They've got a, a gigantic stretch coming up here in the month of, you know, late late February, early March. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind if, if he— If he doesn't play well? Yeah, or if he— Or if he, or if he says, I can't play? Which, or, which one which one to make you more upset? If he doesn't play or he goes out there and he lays a clunker? Well, a clunker if it's followed up by, well, my foot is bothering <laughs> Well, then maybe you should have sat out. It's a built-in. It's built-in time off, right? When was the last game, Kyle? The last set game your was ass down, dude, Wednesday. Not playing All Star game. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday. So it's a built-in week, eight days off, right? They get eight days off if they're not in the All Star game yeah. to relax this thing. It's like baseball, right? Baseball gets they play Sunday, they don't play again until Friday. You get yeah. a little break or a bye week in the NFL. If you you just use it, right? Sit down, rest your foot. What are we doing here? This guy just I like I like how you got really upset. Like you you're I'm really upset. upset. I am upset. When when I saw him out there last night, I was upset. And then when I saw 28 minutes, I lost my mind. I was like, this is insane. What the hell is he doing? What, what are you doing? There's no reason. There's no reason to play. Tom is in Abington. Hey Tom. Yo, fellas, how we doing today? What's going on, man? Hey, Tom. Uh, the prodigal son returns to Philly from the ATL. Welcome home, Hugh. I'm back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Hey, Joe, we've come a long way from the Joe Gilaquito days, haven't we? <laughs> oh, my, my favorite. <laughs> Tom, Tom's one of the best callers out there. Tom, what's up, buddy? All right. So I, I, I say we've come a long way because I fall right on your side today. I never understood the Jonathan Gannon hate. I thought he did a tremendous job, and I think he will be missed immensely to this team. So three main reasons, personally, why I think the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Um, first off, I blame the players more than I do the coaches, uh, especially in Gannon's. I if you told me going into that game that our defense was going to hold Reed, Mahomes, and that offense to 24 points, which they did, and that Mahomes was going to have that stat line that he had, I would have taken that every every day of the week or twice on Sunday. I would have too, right? And, and I know there's the devils in the details, Tom, but if you told me exactly 24 points you know, on, on regular drives and they hold Mahomes under 200 yards passing, I'm in. I, I think everyone's in. Everyone signs up for that. Now, the, the three main reasons I see, uh, one would be the fumble by Jalen. Mm. Um, and my concern there is, although the Eagles fan base realized after this game that we have our guy for the next 10 years, I think the rest of the country sees it as a guy who fumbled away the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, that's but interesting. I, I don't know if, if people nationally are thinking that about Hurts. I mean, you might be right. I mean, obviously, we're, we're kind of here. But I, I like if I was neutral on it, I, I would have come away really impressed by Jalen Hurts in that game. No, he, play, he played a hell of a game. And, and I think that I hear what you're saying. But when you talk about if the game would end differently, Jalen Hurts would be the MVP in my opinion. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Now, the uh, other two reasons uh, why I say, I say they lost the game – uh, one would be um, nobody played. Nobody made a play on defense in the second half. All we needed was one play, right? Just one, like Brandon Graham did in 17. That didn't occur, although you could argue it did occur that they made that stop at the end of the game, which brings me to my third and final point. The referee, I can't get past why he threw that flag. It robbed us of an opportunity. Have a great day, fellas. Well, Tom, we appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you the the flag itself, and, and <laughs> that flag hurt, man. It's going to hurt for a long time. That, and that flag hurt. The, the part that makes it so frustrating is that they didn't get the chance to respond, right? If the if the same call happens with ten seconds to go, like there's only ten seconds when it happens, I think you got to just shrug your shoulders, like they, they yeah, that, that. It's a wrap. Kiss the baby. But there was time, and then the way that the game expressed itself with the timeouts, with the McKinnon sliding, it just it, it was like a slow death, and you knew it, and you knew it, like. They got the ball back, what, the 35-yard line? It was over. They had six yeah. seconds. It was over. Andy Reid knew. Coach Red, Coach Reed knew what he was doing. He was like, man, bump that. I'm not giving this kid another opportunity. No shot. Because that defense, to me, the biggest Achilles heel that the Kansas City Chiefs had was that defense, especially that secondary. That secondary could be had. They, that, and, and they knew that. And they were not taking any chances by putting Jalen Hurst and that offense back out there on the field and, and giving them enough time to do anything offensively. No, they weren't. And it's interesting, when McKinnon ran to the – at one point I was wondering if they were going to try to push him in, but they kind of let him they, go. Because they, they knew that. They practiced that. You know what's funny? That was reminiscent of the Brian Westbrook play when Andy was here. Yeah, against the Cowboys. Brian ran down to the, to the, to the one and just fell. I mean, because that, that's Andy Reid in a nutshell. When, when I saw certain things happening, I was like, that's Big Red in a nutshell. Man, that, that's some of the stuff that we would practice all the time. And and you saw him do it. He hasn't changed that playbook too much since he's been coaching. It's just that he has that quarterback. And that and that man, listen, Patrick Mahomes is a beast, man. Well, no he is, and, and yeah, he's a big part of uh, just you know a, a, a tough ending to to a, what was a great Super Bowl. Eric in South Philly, what's up, Eric? Hey, how you doing, Joe? Good, Eric. What's up, buddy? Yeah, um, I blame Gannon. I hate. I hate Gannon so much, man. <laughs> why? Wait, man, why? Why you hate? Why you hate? Can I ask why you hate him though? I hate him. All right. The reason – this is when I started hating him, right? His first year, that Raiders game, when Derek Carr threw for damn near 90% of the entire game, mm-hmm. that's when I started hating him, right? And just the philosophy on defense, man, the defense is too soft. And the reason – all the stats we, we put up this year on defense, it's because our offense was so great. We put so much pressure on the other team that they had to pass the second half. They had to do something – and obviously our Bulls take advantage of that. Hassan took advantage of that. But Eric, before you go on, though, and I, I think your idea, your thought is probably right, right? That a lot of it comes from your up-in games, you get the pass rush. But to be fair, last year, that wasn't the right. case. Early in the season, the offense stunk, and the defense was kind of hung out to dry. So, like, right. we hate him right. for last year, but I, right. your, your point works both ways. Like, last year, the offense wasn't very good. All right. All right, let me ask you this, then. When's the last time we played a good quarterback, top 15, top 10 quarterback, and we made them look bad? Not that often. Yeah, not often. I, I, not, I get it. Not often. I get it. 
the, the second half in the Super Bowl, right? We just needed one play. Not even one play. We just needed to take time off the clock on defense. Like, Why don't we blame the make, players, though? Why The players are going to blame around here. Someone no, can make a play. JT <laughs> did not have to work in that second half for anything. Any play they call work. Every single play they call work. Running, passing, it don't matter. Every single play they call work. Um, the DC for 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 KC. I don't know Steve Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo. Yeah, Spags. Not saying, oh, we put up thirty five points, but he didn't have a good game. He had a great game. You know why? Who had a wait a minute? Who had a great game? game? Away from us. He got torched. Wait a minute. You say? Did you just say Spags had a great game? Had, no, no. He had. He called. To me, he called a good game. All right. No. But why? But why? Because he's have to throw the ball perfectly. In, oh no! Like look how many great passes Jalen had. Patrick did not have to do none of that. Every pass Patrick had was wide open. No, 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 bro. Oh, no, bro. What, what okay, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. I know, you, I know you're upset, and, and I know you're upset. But that play where Jalen threw—well, excuse me—Patrick uh, Mahomes threw when he was falling down. That was not a perfect play to a falling Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Uh, he was, uh, he was falling down. Yeah, he was falling down. Well played. I mean, yeah, Patrick is great, though. Man. Like, <laughs> no, that's what, like, that's no, what I'm no, no, I understand you're upset, great. dog, but some but, of those plays, Patrick so was look, under look pressure, and he just made some had. great He made some great plays. Wide open. We couldn't stop the run. We couldn't stop him from throwing the ball. Every time they, they were playing keep, we, we were playing keep away from them, right? Well, that they was early. You're right, Eric. That was early they were, and then it flipped. And Eric, we appreciate the phone call. And, I, I look, I, I understand the frustration, because that's where Bo was frustrated. Yeah, that was a frustrating vote. Yeah, you. I know you're frustrated, bro. But you gotta be. You gotta call it like it. You see it though. You, you have to call it. Spags' defense was getting torched. It was, of course. That's why. That's why Andy Reid wasn't about to put them back yeah. on the field. Yeah, the Eagles' offense. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't gonna do that. They moved it all game. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's a hot board. Lot to get into here. Hugh Douglas, Joe Julie. We'll come back. Derek Gunn, thoughts on the Eagles' defense and the role of Jonathan Gannon. We'll also hear from Ray Dittinger what he thought of Gannon's defense. I believe the Eagles are going to miss this guy as he officially is the Cardinals head coach. Eagles, we got the news this morning, tried to keep him on a new deal that would have kept him here, paid head coach money to be defense coordinator. I think they're going to miss him. Agree, disagree. And, and did Embiid playing 28 minutes in the All-Star game bother you guys? It bothered the heck out of me with a sore foot. We'll discuss. A lot to do. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.